Blue Wire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Rebuild. I'm Henry Ettinger, going solo for this one. Jordan couldn't make it. Been a little bit of a weird scheduling couple days, so appreciate your guys' patience uh, with this podcast here. I was actually in Las Vegas over the weekend for some, some Blue Wire Company stuff going on, and then the Christmas party at the end of it all, which was great, was a lot of fun. Had to you know watch this one in the Vegas sports book. Uh, of course, I bet on the Browns and and they did not cover and we'll get into why and all of that. But then I was taking a red eye flight back Sunday night and, and I had to rewatch the game uh, before I could get this podcast out because as fun as the sports book was, I wasn't able to take my usual notes and, and do all that stuff. And, you know, want to come prepared for you guys here on, on this podcast. So again, appreciate your patience in getting this out. But my thoughts, Uh, on the Browns' victory over the Baltimore Ravens, a game they desperately, desperately needed to win. And once again, the results went the Browns' way this week as well. Steelers lost, Bengals lost, which, of course, we wouldn't know until after this game. But if the Browns are going to have any shot at the division, they had to win this game. And to me... That's the overall takeaways. They found a way to got it, to get it done. And so I would be optimistic about that if you were the Browns. Now, I think there are some reasons to still be concerned, you know, about this team long-term, but they had to get this victory if their season was going to stay alive, and they did. So I want to lead with that because it is that important. It was not the prettiest game. Again, I'm not sure that their season, you know, the playoff hopes are going to last that much longer. But they had to get this game, and they did. And the Browns are seven and six. For as crazy and as up and down as the season has been, it's seven and six. I, I feel like it's just the expectations were so much higher than we've had in previous years. Sometimes that can get lost. I was looking at the standings today, and I was just like, "Wow!" I mean, they're they're right there. Uh, they're in the mix this late in the season. That's something to be proud of. But let's get into the actual game because I think. My takeaway from the actual game itself was this. I think the Browns would have won this game even if Lamar Jackson played. I feel like there's a lot of, hey, would the Ravens have won this game or not if Lamar Jackson had played the full game? And I actually think the Browns would have won either way because the Browns, to me, the most encouraging part of this game was the defense. I actually thought the score didn't even reflect how well the defense played. Yes, they scored the touchdown with Miles Garrett. That play was insane. It was awesome. But let's think about the rest of the points that the defense gave up, right? Long field goal. Uh, you know, all the field goals were long field goals. Uh, you know, one was out off of Baker Mayfield interception. One was a 55-yarder. They gave up a touchdown on, you know, when, when they were up big, when I thought there was an argument there for actually offensive pass interference, but, but even so, okay, you give up one big play the whole game. And then they gave up a touchdown at the end that, you know, they, in theory, you know, they were playing pretty good defense on the drive for the most part, pretty deep zones, an unbelievable throw and catch uh, against Gritty Williams again by Bateman on that on that sideline down there, uh, you know, to get the Ravens down. And you're like, okay, unbelievable play, but you know, still willing to give that up because 
as long as you recover the onside kick, there's nothing the Ravens can really do. They're, they're not going to get the ball back with enough time. So if you're the Browns defense, that's exactly what you should be doing, assuming you can recover the onside kick. Of course, uh, the Browns did not, because in classic Browns fashion, they had to make this game more nerve-wracking than it needed to be. And then the defense got on the field and stepped up again and, and stopped the Ravens. So, you know, Huntley is not a bad quarterback. Of course he's not Lamar Jackson. Everybody understands that. But he did beat the Bears earlier this year, which is another pretty good defense, by the way. And he scored 19 points against them. So he is not incompetent. I think everybody could see out there that he's a pretty mobile guy. And the Browns just wrecked the Ravens' offensive line, especially Jadavion Clowney. I thought, despite Miles Garrett having the biggest play of the game, I thought Clowney was a monster in this game. And I don't think that really would have changed you know, with Lamar Jackson being in there or not. So, you know, a defense that was down Greg Newsom today, that was down Anthony Walker today, that was down Ronnie Harrison. I mean, they stepped up a lot and a lot of different guys were involved. I thought that part was encouraging. And I said, you know, before uh, the the game, you know, on the last podcast with Jordan, I thought if this team's going to make a run, that maybe it's the defense that has to carry them through. And I think they showed some flashes. Uh, of that today. So that's the encouraging part to me is that I do think the Browns would have won this game either way uh, if Lamar had played or if he had not played because of the defense. And that's something the Browns can hang their hat on. I think, you know, uh, some people, you know, may owe Joe Woods an apology, including myself. Uh, This team's starting to execute though. And I think that's part of it too, is that they're just executing the schemes in front of them. Denzel Ward, I got to give him a shout out. He was awesome today. Again, I said, I'm looking for Denzel Ward to be that number one corner coming out of the bye week. Well, that was an incredible start because he was locking receivers up for most of the game. You know, there was Bateman had the offensive pass interference because Ward was all over him. Of course, he made the big hit at the end of the game as well. You know, Denzel Ward really played a a complete game, I thought, as a corner and really stepped up. Now, I think, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, it was a mixed bag. I don't think it was all bad. I feel like there's been a lot of pessimism about how the Browns played on offense, and they scored 24 points. It wasn't, you know, the, exactly awful by any means. Now, Baker Mayfield, let's talk about The Ravens came out with a similar strategy to what they did two weeks ago. Not surprising, right? Lots of loaded boxes, uh, especially on first down. They got a little less aggressive at times, but the Browns couldn't really run the ball against their aggressive boxes anyway uh, because the offensive line just – there wasn't a lot of movement there. And that's okay. Uh, You know, if teams are going to load the box early, you do what the Browns did and you throw on first down. And there were some encouraging signs. Again – I think the biggest thing to be encouraged by was Baker Mayfield's feet. He looked a lot healthier to me as far as the heel is concerned. A couple scrambles I thought were really nice. He, you know, where he was able to get on the outside, it was a bootleg action or some other stuff. And you saw him moving the way, you know, that you would expect him to move. Now he's not a Supreme athlete even so, but uh, he was good enough uh, to scramble out, and and that, I thought, was optimistic. If he's going to be able to move, hopefully that heel's not bothering him. Hopefully they can continue those play-action boots. 
things like that. Hopefully he can have a little bit more escapability from the pocket as well uh, and, and continue to make throws downfield too, because that's the other thing I saw. He did take some shots down the field, which I think was encouraging too, because he's been gun shy to throw those at, at, at times. And so if he's feeling better, hopefully he's going to feel more comfortable going down the field like that. Now to the flip side, though. Unfortunately, the reality is that the other concerns with Baker Mayfield were still somewhat apparent in this game. I think, you know, the the field vision, I saw Dan Orlovsky call it the worst field vision of Baker's career in this game. Now, I thought that was too far. I, 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 I didn't see that level of, of, of misses from him. But there were a couple throws where he's just, he, again, he's doing the kind of the, the predetermined, I'm going to go to the first read and I can't get off it to the second read when the second read's wide open. And the other thing is he just doesn't have the, the uh, he's not feeling the pocket very well. You know, and in the first third and seven of the game, you know, he's got time there and he just, he gets it out quick to Kareem Hunt. And the Browns don't pick up a first down. It's like, hey, if, if you wait a little bit, maybe one of those longer down the field routes opens up. Then the other time, you know, it's like the uh, it ended up being an incomplete pass. But where he got hit as he was throwing, they called it a fumble uh, and, and then overturned. He's just it, it, he's not feeling that. Uh, yeah, so that part is a, a little concerning long term. Well, a lot of concerning long term because it does feel like it's the same issues popping up uh, again and again. And lastly, I mean, the, the interception throw. I know there might have been a miscommunication with the receiver there, but uh, that was a tough one again. So I don't think it was an awful game by Mayfield, but if the Browns are going to get back to their level of offensive standard that they're at last season, he's still got a long way to go. Like, I wouldn't put this in the category of uh, of some of the other games that that he struggled in. But it wasn't great either. Now, him looking healthier means maybe there's something to build on. But, you know, at the same time, the Ravens dared the Browns to throw. And for all the daring that they did, you know, the Browns weren't supremely explosive in the passing game. Now, there was some stuff. Donovan Peoples-Jones with that great catch down the sideline. You know, Jarvis Landry had some some solid uh you know catches as well and, and got his first touchdown of the season so it's not like there was nothing not saying that but you know if a team lines up you know with eight guys in the box on first down you expect your offense to be able to pick them apart a little bit and while you know baker uh was reasonably successful throwing the ball on first down a lot of short completions uh in and just not a lot of stuff that really, you know, I mean, look, this Ravens team is known for giving up big pass plays and the Browns didn't exactly generate a ton of those. So, you know, uh, I don't want to be too pessimistic either, because as I said, this was a crucial win that the Browns got, but at the same time, it was just, it was hard to, uh, feel all the way optimistic if the offense still kind of sputtering the way it did now 24 points against a decent Ravens defense I mean it's nothing you know to sneeze at but also you know you look at it the Baker Mayfield under 200 yards passing 22 for 32 as I said a lot of short stuff 
And I didn't feel like they they gave him a, a lot of leeway down the stretch, too. I think that's a, a thing with Kevin Stefanski. I think at this point, if Baker's healthy, you got to trust him to throw the ball, uh, you know, with some deeper route concepts as well. And maybe that's just not a trust in the offensive line. But James Hudson played pretty well today. James Hudson uh, got the majority of snaps at right tackle. And I think I saw it, zero pressures allowed from him. I know when they, they brought in Hans a lot as an extra lineman with the tight ends down. And that is another thing is the tight ends were down in this game too, which we know, you know, uh, and joke is probably Baker Mayfield's go-to guy at this point. And, you know, you might throw Landry in there, but feels like it's in Joku at this point. So, you know, it, it wasn't as though they had their full complement of weapons, but, you know, they try to bring in the extra offensive linemen at, at, at times, but of course, Blake Hans is not a pass catcher. He also committed, a, a, you know, the holding penalty uh, as well. So, it's they 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 found a way to got it, get it done now he you know looking forward i think the browns have a, a decent matchup next week where they are going to be able to run the ball more uh you know hopefully david and joko and company will be back it sounds like he's asymptomatic based on his tweets uh so hopefully they'll be able to to get him back on the field and get back into their normal groove offensively that the matchup against the Packers in two weeks is going to be tough. And then they've got some key division games. But like I mentioned, the results went the Browns way here too. Let's not, you know, I think they're up to, you know, in the thirties as far as their percentage to make the playoffs at this point, because not only do you know, did they beat the Ravens? Now they're one game out. The The Steelers lost, the Bengals lost, uh, the Broncos, uh, or excuse me, the Bills lost. So a, a lot of the teams that they're competing with, uh, went down in this game and, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson's hurt. Let's, I mean, he may play next week. They, they said he avoided a high ankle sprain, but he's, you know, he could be very limited if he can't use his legs. That could be a big factor as well. The Ravens are, you know, uh, on the road against the Packers. So the standings could look a lot different here in, in one week's time. The Browns get the Raiders at home who are reeling. They got blown out by Kansas City. Now, I wouldn't call that game a cakewalk either. The Ra- you know, the Raiders have offensive weapons. You know, part of their struggles, they've been without Darren Waller, uh, who's their best player. So, you know, they've got a defensive front that's pretty nasty that the, the Browns are going to have to be able to pass protect Baker against. Now, they're one of the worst teams in the league against the run. So you would think the Browns would be able to take some advantages there. But... The Browns need that one. That again, they they pretty much need three out of four down the stretch. They're probably going to need both games in the division against the Steelers and Bengals as well. Maybe they sneak in at nine and eight as a seven seed, but their tiebreakers are pretty tough. So that's what the Browns have, you know, going forward. But as far as this game, I thought, you know, massively encouraged by the defense. I think that's something the Browns can hang their hat on down the stretch, especially because they're going to be in cold weather, guys. You know, they get Vegas at home. And then you're talking Green Bay, you know, that you play an AFC North football against the Steelers and Bengals. This is not going to be cold weather or warm weather football anyway. So, you know, hopefully this team can get its ground game going again. I thought the Ravens had a very good game plan against the, the Browns ground attack. But I also think, uh, you know, they will have an opportunity these next couple of weeks uh, against other teams that they didn't really today. And I think Evan Stefanski needs to to be willing to take some shots down the field as well with Baker and company uh, when when those opportunities come up. Because I think that's how you really stretch the defense out. They threw the ball a lot on first down today, and the numbers were pretty decent. 
when they did, but it didn't feel like that stopped the Ravens from stacking the box ever. And you go look at the Browns first run, down runs. They didn't have anything over four yards other than one Dearness Johnson run when the box actually wasn't stacked when they, you know, brought Dearness Johnson in the game. So to me, that's kind of the next level of adjustment. And hopefully if Baker Mayfield's legs are feeling good, you can get those, you know, those pocket rollouts and things of that nature going because they're going to need more explosiveness in the passing game when they do throw. When they do throw, I, I think they need a little bit more explosiveness there. But overall, hey, guys, a win's a win at the end of the day. Uh, and, you know, I, sometimes I, I don't like that analysis because it's like, okay, a, a, a win's a win is being a little reductive. But in this case, when your season's on the line, when your season's basically over if you lose, no matter how you get the win, you got to get the win. So, yeah, yeah, Lamar got hurt. Yeah, the Browns, you know, messed up an onside kick and, and let the Ravens back in the game. And it was heart palpitating and the offense sputtered at times down in the fourth quarter. But this was a massive win to keep their season alive. So you can only you, you really just can't be that negative about it. And, you know, for as flawed as this Ravens team is, they, they've got a lot of talent all over the field. And I know their secondary was terrible. And that was part of the reason the Browns were able to, when they did throw the ball, uh, were able to have some advantages is because that, you know, the, the secondary was committing PIs all over the place. They were, they were bad, but the rest of this team has a lot of talent on it. And, and the Browns were able to still pull out a, a victory. So I'm not going to be too down about it. I'm going to be, uh, you know, nervous about this game against the Raiders next week. I never love playing a team after they get embarrassed, especially against a division rival, because I think they'll have some extra motivation. On the flip side, you could say the the, the Raiders season is crumbling as well. But, uh, you know, I think that the, they'll come with some fight. And I'll just say it. I want some revenge for last year's game. That was a stupid, stupid loss. The Browns should have won that game last year. So we'll see how it all goes but uh jordan and i will be back for a preview podcast later on this week and apologies as i said for the delay on this one browns fans but had to get something out to you browns ultimately get the w 24 to 22 over the ravens they move to seven and six and are right in the thick of the afc playoff picture so Browns fans, until next time, you know, follow me on social media. Appreciate some of these people who have been uh, tweeting at me during games, all that, you know, DM me, whatever you want to do. Henry underscore Ettinger on Twitter. And until next time, go Browns.